Guru Nation, welcome to episode 444 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. What you're about to listen to is the definitive guide to breaking into the clinical research industry. And this is important. This is an important one because I, this is a compilation. This is my response to questions I get repeatedly just about on a daily basis now. Uh, how do I get into the industry? How do I get in if everybody wants experience but I don't have it? That's the chicken and the egg. Uh, you know, this is like a catch-22. So we're putting an end to all that nonsense right now. This is how you do it. Uh, check out links in the show notes. We got the Patreon channel, five bucks a month. Uh, we'll have a monthly mastermind. We actually teach strategies for how to use digital media, digital marketing, social media marketing to boost your um, prospects, your opportunities, your career opportunities, your business opportunities, your personal brand, how to build all these things. And we have a monthly mastermind where we keep each other accountable. Patreon.com slash also, links in the show notes, CRA and CRC Academies, both of which are referenced in this podcast. If you have a site, maybe this is one way to get your interns. You know, these are four things your interns can be doing. So you, if you own a site, and you may be thinking this episode's not for me, it actually is for you. It's just the opposite side of the coin. When you have interns coming in that show promise but no experience, these are the things you can have your interns do. Just like I'm recommending to interns to go find sites to tell them to do these things, you as the site owner or site director can tell your interns to focus on these things too. And if you happen to need help getting more studies for your site, text me 949-415-6256. With all that being said, enjoy this episode. Hello, Guru Nation. How's it going? Welcome to the definitive guide to how to break into the clinical research industry, how to get yourself into the industry. It's very important. I get these questions asked a lot. And over the years, I've kind of refined a a general hypothesis. So while I talk, um, I'm going to have try to have some illustrative examples here on the side. Um, but it's pretty simple. It's a uh, four. There's four strategies, four things you can do to get yourself into the industry. Now, with all this being said, before I actually get into it, I do want to tell you that the probably the best way to get in, besides these four ways, because these four ways are free, right? But they do take a significant amount of effort. Some of them require you to operate pretty much like a business. Uh, or at least the self-employed, self-proprietor business. Um, so it's a lot of sweat equity. Uh, I do have two academies. So we take a little bit of that sweat equity away from you. You're still going to have to put in work. Uh, but we do have an internship program for both the CRA and CRC Academy that offer real-life internship experience. So all this, what we're going to cover in this video, is how to get yourself to be accepted by a site for an internship. So these strategies that you're going to learn, these four free ways to do it, uh, they're going to require a lot of work, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Um, You can alternatively just pay for a CRA Academy or a CRC Academy, and you're guaranteed the internship. So all this stuff's probably still good strategies to do. Probably you'll find one of these four things that you're really good at that you can provide as value to when you get hired someplace. Um, but the internship, if you're in the CRA Academy or CRC Academy, is taken care of. Links are in the show notes. With that being said, 
let's get into these four free strategies that anybody can do to get break into the clinical research industry. So the best way to get into the clinical research industry is, in my opinion and many others, the site level, the research site level. If you don't know what a research site is, uh, you should watch the four-hour video or almost five-hour video I have, the Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. This, the definitive guide to breaking into the clinical research industry, assumes you know what a research site is. Basically, it's where the, uh, the investigator, so the principal investigator and the study coordinator, see patients and record the data, collect the data for the studies. And uh, then people like the sponsors or the CRAs come in and audit or monitor the site. But the site is a separate entity. And the sites care about, really, in my opinion, I think the research site level is the best place. If you don't have any experience in clinical research, the site level is the best place for you to get your start, no matter what it is that you want to do. You want to be a CRA. You want to be a project manager. It doesn't matter. The site level is the best place to do it. I really believe in being a generalist. I think the closer you are to seeing patients and interacting with patients, the more of a generalist you are and you can be. So this is why I think all these strategies only apply to sites, although I think some of them, as you'll see, probably can apply to smaller CROs. I don't think the large companies are going to care about any of these strategies. So. The, the strategy here is the small research sites that you want to target. The goal is to get an internship there, an unpaid internship. If they're going to pay you, that's fine, but you're going for the unpaid internship just to get some study experience on your resume, even if it's just six months of study experience, because then you have something valuable. You have research experience, which is what everyone wants, because there is a huge shortage of experienced clinical researchers and there's a huge demand for these clinical researchers. So so now that we got the introduction out of the way, it's time to think about what sites need. What as a site owner, I know what sites need and so we're going to discuss what sites need. I've been a site owner since 2005 so I know what sites need. I know that I've had interns come to me in the past and I've shut them down before I had the CRA and CRC academies, we don't shut anyone down on those. But I've had people come to my sites and say, hey, I want to intern here. And I don't feel, it's very few cases where I actually felt like I would get value from that person and we gave them a chance. Usually it feels like I'm going to get the bad end of that deal as the site owner. Even if it's free labor, it means I'm going to have to train somebody. I have added liability of them being there in the first place. Um, I have to worry about my, uh, my staff and what they think about this situation. Maybe I'm making their lives more difficult. I'm, I usually shut that down. And you're going to have some sites, very few sites are going to tell you that to your face. They're just going to say, no, we don't have these opportunities for you. Um, but you also might have sites uh, just outright tell you, no, we're not doing internships uh, for whatever reasons. This is what they're thinking. So we need to get past this. You need to become a salesperson. And there's four things every site needs. Every site needs. All right, especially the small to medium-sized sites that we are targeting in this strategy. Okay, here's the four things sites need, all sites. They need more studies. They need more patients. They need 
access to more community clinicians and they need branding, social media, online branding. If you can offer those four things to sites, any one of those four, but if you can combine them, we're going to go through each one of these four in a little bit of detail during this presentation. You're guaranteed to get yourself an internship position. If you try 10 places, I guarantee you at least one of them is going to take you up on this if you're convincing enough. Okay. If you just talk a good game, but they feel like you can't actually do it, maybe not. Okay. But I think using these four tactics, you can get your foot in the door to be an intern and then the site's going to love you because you're bringing immediate value. If you learn how to do any of these four things, you're bringing immediate value. There's a thing called the reciprocity in human nature where they want to give back to those who are giving them something. So uh, they're, if all you want is internship experience on your resume, maybe to shadow the coordinator or maybe to be a research coordinator or a research assistant, whatever they want to call you, as long as you get that study experience on your CV, you're ready to go. Within six months, somebody's going to hire you because you're not inexperienced anymore. But if you do these things right, the company that you're interning at is going to want to hire you because if you do any of these four things, plus you know how to learn how to be a coordinator or a research assistant, it's a no-brainer. All right. I mean, everybody would hire you. Any site in their right mind would hire you if you can master these things and learn how to be a good coordinator. So the first one is the easiest one. It's learning how to get studies for sites. It may seem like the most difficult one. I think it's the easiest one. And here's why. And by the way, I have full webinars on how to get studies. So if you just go to my YouTube channel and click on playlists and you click on webinars, we have tons of videos on how to biz dev. If you go on my blog, theclinicaltrialsguru.com, and you click on the tab on my website called business development slash get more studies, we have hour long videos on how to get studies. I'm going to break it down to you. Maybe you don't need to go watch that. Uh, clinicaltrials.gov. All right. Clinicaltrials.gov is going to be your best friend. Basically, what you do is you go to clinicaltrials.gov, then they have search criteria. So this place, you're going to have to get a little bit specific. So you're going to have to do some research on the site or sites that you plan to target for your internship goals. So you're going to have to do a little bit of research on them to know what kind of studies they do. All right. So if you uh, figure out, okay, this site, for example, let's use one of my clinics, Global Clinical Trials in Costa Mesa, California. If you go to our website, you're going to see we primarily do psychiatric studies. We also do some general medicine studies too. Most sites list all the studies, like the type of studies they do on their website because they're assuming that patients and sponsors are looking at their website. So it'd be nice to let them know what kind of studies they offer. This is valuable information for you. You go research that research site. You research the research site. You figure out what studies they do. Then you go to clinicaltrials.gov and you start searching for those studies. And there's a lot of filter criteria there. Not to get too complicated here. What you're going to do is you're going to search the therapeutic indication where it says other terms. You're going to click uh, on the left panel. There's like check boxes to, um, to filter your results. You want to click not yet recruiting 
and actively recruiting studies under the recruiting status. And then you want to also click uh, funding type. You want to click industry sponsored. And I would check, uh, depending on what phases the sites participate in, there's phase one through four. I would check for the outpatient sites, which are phase two and three and four, I would check those phases. And for the inpatient clinics, I would check phases one through four. And you can also check adult, seniors, or pediatric. Again, you gotta know what site you're dealing with. Okay, so this is a lot of work. You can see how this is a lot of work, but it's, believe it or not, the easiest way to get started. It's the easiest of the four strategies of providing value to sites to secure an internship with them, getting studies. So you go to clinicaltrials.gov, you research the site, and then you send email to the sponsor and say, hey, you know, I am such and such. I'm Dan Sfera. I represent numerous sites throughout, you can even say throughout the country. I represent numerous sites throughout the country. I don't charge the sponsor or the site anything. I'm just looking to match sites with appropriate studies for their, for their sites. Uh, I'm trying to match sites with appropriate studies for the sponsors and vice versa. Uh, I'm currently working with, and again, it depends on which site you use. You don't even have to name them. You can just say, like for example, my site, Global Clinical Trials in Costa Mesa. I'm currently working with a site in Costa Mesa, California that does a lot of schizophrenia studies. I noticed you have this schizophrenia study listing on clinicaltrials.gov and you were the contact for this study. Um, please let me know uh, if you would like me to introduce you to the site and we can send a CDA. Uh, you, you can send the CDA to me and the feasibility to me. Then you can go to the site. They don't even know you yet, right? You can go to the site Go ask to speak to the site director and tell them, hey, I'm trying to break into the industry. I get studies for sites. All right, I this is my strategy. I already have this sponsor who's tentatively interested in your site because I've developed these connections through clinicaltrials.gov. You can even blame me for it. Dan told me this is a good way to do it. Um, and so they're considering your site. I have a CDA for them. And uh, this is what I do for sites. I don't charge anything, but I do, uh, if you have internship opportunities, I would love to shadow your coordinator. Uh, I will continue doing this for you for free. Uh, as you can see, I'm, I'm developing uh, business development for you, and I'm also doing this for other sites. But if I get an internship with you, I'll do it exclusively with you. And so this is how you do it. You gotta be a little bit of a salesperson. They might think it's weird that you're applying for studies for them and they don't even know you. So this is why you gotta say I'm doing it for a lot of sites, uh, but I, I happen to be close by to your site and it would be ideal for me to intern here. Uh, and I'll continue doing this business development for you for free, but I would love to intern here as my compensation. And if you feel like I'm providing enough value, you can pay me for the business development aspects, or you can just let me shadow and learn how to become a coordinator. And then if you feel maybe three to six months down the road, if you feel that I'm providing value, you can hire me. So that's the way I would do it with the business development strategy. Um, on clinicaltrials.gov, you're not always going to find the sponsor contacts. That's the problem. Uh, you might find sites. 
So if you want to learn how I do this like in real time, just go to my YouTube channel, The Clinical Scoop. It's a, my, my much smaller YouTube channel. It's where me, Chris, Monica, and Dr. Al Jazeera, and usually we have a guest doctor on as well. Uh, we go through clinicaltrials.gov, and we look at potential studies that our sites are considering, and I show you how to look for the contacts. But basically, when you find a study, you can sometimes find the direct contact from the sponsor or the CRO, which is good. Other times, you're just going to see the other sites. You're not going to find a contact from the sponsor or CRO. So then you're going to want to get on LinkedIn and try to network with these other sites. Sometimes they have the names of the PI. Sometimes they just have the site name and you have to Google it and then find who to network with. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to find studies for sites, but if you can do it, you're going to be invaluable. Not only, and this is not just a strategy for you to get into the industry. I know that's what you're using it for. This is a strategy for the rest of your career. If you can do business development on top of what you do, either as a CRA or as a coordinator, you're becoming a real generalist and you're going to be in huge demand and you're going to be well compensated uh, relative to your peers who don't do this maybe. So that's the first strategy is finding studies for sites and believe it or not I think it's the easiest. Let's go to strategy. Okay now the second strategy also provides a lot of value to sites. Uh, also provides a lot of value to the industry as a whole. So from the four strategies that I'm going to share, I think all of them could be standalone businesses for you, as a matter of fact. So that's another thing you may want to consider. Um, and I forgot to mention in the intro, but any of these things that you start doing for sites, you put it on your CV from today. So if you decide that you're going to start doing this today, I want you to put your C, put it on your CV today that you're a um, independent contractor and you are doing, and then you pick one of the four, or maybe you put all of them in there. I'm an independent contractor helping sites do the following. And you can even come up with a DBA, a doing business as, or a fictitious business name, and um, because that's the cheapest. You can go the LLC route, but it costs a little more. Uh, so you can just go fictitious business name, sole proprietor, um, Sphera's Consulting, whatever you want to call it, whatever name you want to give it, get a DBA, fictitious business name, and then put that on your CV. Independent Contractor, DBA, Sphera's, Sphera's Site Consulting Services, uh, offering sites the following. So now you have research experience on your CV already. You don't even need a client, okay? But you're preparing to give value in order to get something you want in return and maybe have a good viable business uh, at the end of it as well. So all four of these things can be their own business. This next one, strategy two, patient recruitment could be a potentially, uh, a, a, a potentially very lucrative business. Patient recruitment is the biggest problem in the industry, especially when we look at the subsets of this. One of them is diversity in clinical research when it comes to patient recruitment. All right, another subset of patient recruitment is patient engagement. You can start learning about all these things, figuring out ways to make patients want to be interested in studies and help patients understand the benefits of being in a study 
and also minorities when it comes to minorities and having more diversity in clinical research you can become an expert on this there's companies by the way specialized in this but that doesn't mean you can't do it also and you that doesn't mean you can't do it on a really small level for free to sites in your area that you want to intern at okay so patient recruitment pretty difficult but you can also do it you can start just like you did with finding studies which is basically all done online i mean you just go to clinicaltrials.gov the the only time when you'll have to go in person to the clinic is when you're going to the sites to tell them hey this is what i do i have studies i actually have a sponsor who's interested in potentially interested in you or a site in this area uh so this is what i do i'm a you know i'll do this i just want to intern etc that's the only time you have to go in for strategy one for strategy number two it works best if you can get out into the community and go to support groups go to lunch and learns at different facilities residential facilities where patients live right i know during covid we're, we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic it might be harder to do this um, and maybe not advisable to do this but you can actually do a good amount of patient recruiting online so number one you can post craigslist ads they range from either free or very cheap you the free route on craigslist is to post in the volunteers section so you can post um for basically again just like strategy one you figure out what studies a certain site is doing and you start posting just generic ads on craigslist so if it's for example schizophrenia like my site does you post on craigslist in the volunteer section for free uh i am a clinical trial patient recruiter for various schizophrenia or other central nervous system disorder studies compensation may be provided if you qualify for the studies please text or email here and that should go to you maybe get a google voice number maybe give them a whatsapp maybe give them just the email okay now you're developing through craigslist patient leads okay at least people that think they're interested in like for example schizophrenia study or whatever you start recruiting for if it's asthma if it's for breast cancer try to pick something either that a lot of sites in your area are focused on or something that you personally are interested in because obviously you're going to do a better job if you're actually personally interested in it so um, patient recruitment through craigslist there is also a paid craigslist posting and that would be in the gigs section g-i-g-s typically it's from five to 25 bucks depending on the market some of the bigger markets cost more smaller markets cost less you could post in the gig section basically the same thing but uh, i guess it's a little more effective because the patients here at least the people that already know that they want to do studies know to check for these places and i bet you if you go to craigslist right now and look in volunteers or gigs you're going to find other sites posting patient recruitment and those are sites you can probably go contact and say hey i do the same thing can i bring patients to you for free you know i don't want to do anything i just want to bring patients to you and really what i'm trying to do is gain some internship experience on my cv uh, so that's one way to do it through craigslist another way if you want to spend some money is to do it through facebook ads or instagram ads although you should and there's plenty of tutorials on youtube on how to run facebook ad campaigns um 
they're like hours long but if you could figure out to do facebook or instagram ads for sites you can tell them hey i'll run these facebook ads for free for you all you got to do is pay for the actual ad cost you don't need to pay for setting it up i'll set it up and do everything you just pay for what the actual facebook costs to run the ad and uh in exchange you know the drill already i want to intern here this is what i want to do um, you can also do the same thing for Instagram. You can also do the same thing for YouTube. You can run YouTube ads. You can also, um, when when the pandemic's over, you can start going out in the community, going to support groups, going to the different, just about every single therapeutic condition has some kind of a nonprofit uh, group in most major metro markets. Uh, for example, NAMI, National Institute of Mental Illness, uh, or more specific, like Alzheimer's Association. Uh, so various therapeutic conditions have these kind of groups in just about every city. So they have these chapters. You can go network with those people. You can go to their events. You can go to their 5K walks, 5K runs, uh, charity events. You can go to these things. You can also pass out flyers um, at... Uh, at uh you can also you can also go pass out flyers at medical offices so like put them in the parking lots put flyers if they let you inside the waiting room of these medical offices basically stating hey you know we have research study opportunities for schizophrenia or mental illness text or email me if interested compensation may be provided you don't need irb approval for this because you don't even have a study that you're recruiting for you're just recruiting broadly in general right you're doing like marketing for various sites you don't even know which sites really are going to take you up on your offer so you're just setting up the infrastructure so sites can utilize you to to get patients or to help them get patients that's one way to do it passing out flyers at malls at at doctor offices in the parking lot at at medical offices inside uh at these charity events at these alliances at support groups you can do all that that's why it kind of helps if you pick a uh, medical condition that you're interested in but you don't have to be interested in you can just it, it could be one that's in demand in your area uh, another thing you can do that I learned from somebody from my Patreon channel, and I really think if you've gotten any value from this video so far, for $5 a month on patreon.com slash the link is below, we actually talk about how to do all these things, ads, how to build your own brand, which we're going to get to strategy number four, that's building a brand, managing a brand. We do this and we hold each other accountable through monthly masterminds. It's only five bucks a month, so link is in the show notes as well, patreon.com slash Um But one of the things I learned from one of my Patreon members is actually with Instagram, you can do what's called geofencing, G-E-O fencing so just youtube it or google it and you'll figure out what it is but basically on instagram you can target people just like in a particular square mile like i don't know how 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 narrow you can geofence but if it's one square mile you can find like a medical clinic 
and basically just geofence that medical clinic. So you know that people are going there to see their doctors for whatever. Maybe it's oncology. Maybe they're going there for psychiatry. Maybe they're going there for cardiology. Whatever the case may be, you can target. You can geofence. So you're, you can run an Instagram post that only shows to people basically in that waiting room right or like immediately around it and you know that it's going to work because when you're at a doctor's office you're basically a captive audience member right you have your phone out and you are scrolling through oftentimes instagram and you might come across an ad maybe you're going to see your cardiologist and you have hypertension and they might run across your ad that says hey we have hypertension studies and different cardiology different cardiology clinical trials compensation may be provided just send me a direct message here or maybe you can even have like your own landing page or something you can go as in depth as you want with this right so geofencing is another really good strategy of getting patients now we're getting going to get into strategy number 3 right so strategy three is similar to strategy two, except you, instead of educating patients on study opportunities, you're educating community clinicians uh, about study opportunities either for themselves. So you can basically, if you know how to do number one, getting them studies and you watch enough of my videos, you can probably get them up and running with their own site. Okay, now you, you probably got to watch a couple of my videos on my blog, theclinicaltrialsguru.com. I have a tab called Start Your Own Clinic. It pretty much walks you through everything. If you need our consulting services, we help sites with this all the time. It's only 1300 bucks a month that we charge on a month-to-month -month contract. So just text me if you're interested in that, 949-415-656. But basically, this strategy uh, for finding... Uh, for networking with community clinicians, every site needs this. Every site needs more allies in the community. So, uh, for example, PIs of diff PIs are different specialties, right? It's not. It's rare that they are multiple specialties. They usually focus on just one. They're either family practice or they are some kind of specialist, right? Well, studies come across that require different specialists as sub-investigators or studies come across that are just outside the immediate expertise of the PI, but they can still do the study. They still want to do the study, but they don't know how they're going to get the patients for that study. This is where community outreach is important. Every site needs to be going out, sending their staff out. The problem is study coordinators don't have time for this. Every site needs to be doing community outreach, going to doctor's offices, bringing cookies, bringing sandwiches, explaining research opportunities to them. So you can do this by going out to different just medical offices. Okay, they don't have to be doing clinical research. And you can tell them, hey, have you ever considered either starting your own site or maybe partnering as a sub-investigator or as a patient referrer to research clinics? Because here's the benefits of being involved in clinical research and then you're going to go through all the benefits if you want the flyer for this i have a flyer that lists the benefits of being a principal investigator just email me dan at the clinicaltrialsguru.com i'll send you the flyer um keep emailing me if i don't reply to you so that i i see it um there's lots of benefits i've even done videos on youtube what the benefits are of being a pi so you can just find that but basically you know teach them a little bit about research and uh, 
introduce them to sites that are willing to take you on to intern. So for this strategy, I would probably go talk to the sites first. Um, and I would probably combine this strategy with strategy two. So the, the patient recruitment strategy, because if you remember, these clinicians are also seeing patients. So if you can convince them to do um, clinical research or at least to refer patients or maybe be a sub-investigator for the site, uh, you're going to have strategy two of getting patients for that site as well. And if you're thinking about getting more minorities enrolled in studies and more diversity in clinical research when it comes to patient recruitment, which is a subset of patient recruitment, you need to go target these community clinicians, ideally minority community clinicians, nurse practitioners, physicians assistants, medical doctors in the community. Every site needs these alliances and you could be the person to connect them it's probably the more complicated of the strategies strategy three but it's a good one because it can combine uh, you can combine strategy two with it and you can even combine strategy one which is business development getting more site studies with number three because maybe the the maybe the clinician that you're talking to actually wants to start their own research clinic or maybe wants to partner with one of the other doctors. So you can be this connector and uh, combine strategies one through three by doing community outreach with physicians. I also think LinkedIn, LinkedIn is the way to go. Again, my Patreon channel teaches strategies on how to use LinkedIn. Basically, you go to LinkedIn, you type in your city name, and physician or city name and whatever specialist you're looking for and you'll find those clinicians and then you just got to start emailing them you can go show up in person at their office if you want to talk about research opportunities but you got to educate yourself first if you're going to do this you got to know enough about clinical research so go watch the four hour video go watch some of the other stuff uh, on the channel but this strategy is good because it can kind of integrate into the other two and now let's go to the final strategy so the final strategy is branding. It might be the easiest. It might also be the hardest depending on you, the personality that you are. Um, I definitely don't think it's the hardest. Uh, so branding basically means letting the public, so basically all the three people we've discussed up until this point, right? The sponsors, which is strategy one, sponsors and CROs, so strategy one, the patients, strategy two, and the community clinicians, strategy three. Branding is basically letting all these three people know about who the site is. So every site needs a good web presence, right? Most sites do have a website. However, that's kind of where it stops for most sites. If you go look, just do a simple Google search, find the sites in your area and go look to see if they have a Facebook page or a um, Instagram page or a Yelp page, right? If they don't have these three things, they kind of need these three things. These things are gonna help them for their branding and you can go create these things for them. Now, before you go and create an Instagram page for a site that you haven't talked to yet, you might get sued if you do that because you're, you're basically taking their name and running their brand for them without their permission. So for this, you would have to go in person to the site and tell them, hey, I noticed, I work with sites in the area, I noticed you guys don't have an Instagram, a Facebook, 
uh, a YouTube, a podcast, whatever it is you want to do, a blog, a Yelp. I notice you don't have these things. I can actually do these things for you. I'll set it up for you for free. I'll even manage them for you. So if, it, if it's Instagram, means you got to post content, you got to post stories, you got to post pictures. Uh, I'll even run these things for you. Same thing with Facebook. Same thing with Yelp. I'll encourage your patients, your existing patients to write reviews, etc. Um, I'll do all this for you for free. If you feel like I'm doing a good enough job, you can pay me. But my real motivation is to get into the clinical research industry. This is why I'm willing to do this for free for you. If I can also shadow your coordinator or maybe become a research assistant, I'll do anything you need. I'll make coffee for you guys. I'll throw out the trash in addition to running your Instagrams, Facebooks, your blog, whatever the case may be. If you don't know how to do any of these, you need to be on the Patreon channel as well. But you can also find strategies for how to do this. Um, professionally on YouTube. There's plenty of places which will tell you how to make a good Instagram profile for a business, uh, how to set up a Facebook page for a business, how to create engaging content for the business. Um, some of the things I would do would be like if you set up the Instagram page or maybe if, you, if you're more extroverted, you can set up a podcast for the site that would be really good. Every site would love that. They just, it sounds like it takes a lot of time and it does. So you can set up a podcast for them. Basically you interview somebody from the site, somebody who works at the site every day or once a week, you know, you decide it's your, you're running this, uh, branding, uh, for the site. So you decide, and then you record and just like I'm doing here and you post it and you set up and you can Google how to do these things, how to set up a podcast, how to set up a YouTube channel for a clinic. Sites would love that. So start thinking of ways to do that. If you're thinking of going down this path, I strongly recommend my Patreon channel um, because you're going to get so much value out of it. Those monthly masterminds, you might even find clients in that monthly mastermind that take you up on your services and this is a real viable business too for a while i was doing this uh, as a side gig uh, but i just got so busy i stopped doing this but i was helping sites with their brand and i still work with some larger clients on their branding especially sponsors and cro's but it's wide open for the small research sites this is a wide open space so that's the way those are the four strategies as you can see they're separate but they can also um, integrate if you need to like branding integrates with everything uh, some of the strategies integrate with one another so you can either have a one-stop shop where you offer where you offer all of these or just pick the ones that you like I think you should do all of them uh, because some sites will need different things at different times so it's better that you have all the capabilities but this is four strategies is basically how to break into the industry as you can see it's a lot of work uh, but if you don't want to, if you want to bypass all this work, you just do the CRA Academy, CRC Academy, or you're guaranteed an internship through us for either one of those academies. If you pass the class, uh, we don't offer just the internship. You got to take the class, pass it successfully, and then we have an internship. Uh, but if you want to go the free route, cause those things, I think they're relatively affordable compared to other, the competitors in the space. But it's still not cheap, uh, and it's not free. These are the free ways to do it. So good luck. Let me know if you tried any of this. 
So hey everybody, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, And also go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, You can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.